Welcome, everyone, to the Spend Life Well show, where we apply biblical wisdom to your financial life. And with me in the studio today, as always, is fellow, fellow financial professional, Jesse Hamilton. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Did you introduce yourself, too? Oh, yeah. I'm Mark Trice, um, (laughs) one of the hosts of the Spend Life Well show. And today we're bringing up a topic that may be a sensitive topic to some folks, but we're going to be talking about tithing. And, and one of the things that I, I feel very passionate about tithing, not because, um, you know, I, I give a certain percentage or anything like that. It's just because I think it's a part of our relationship with God and very important part of your financial life. It's totally important. It's important to you and how you worship. It's important to the church community that you are a part of. And we, a lot of like-minded people that we talk with uh, have the same view. So. so we're going to introduce four biblical principles of tithing. Um, Jesse, I think one of the f- earliest mentions of tithing came from Genesis, right? That's right. That's Genesis 14, 18 through 20, when I'm going to let you... I always let Jesse pronounce all the hard biblical names. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Okay, I, I like that. That's pretty good. That's pretty close. That's when uh, Abraham uh, gives a tenth of his spoils to a priest. Right. And so that's one of the first mentions there. Now, that particular verse talks about a tenth, and the the 10% is kind of thrown around in the Old Testament quite a bit, but we don't see that as much in the New Testament. That's right. We talk about giving and being generous to others and and loving the Christian community, but it's a little bit different. So we're going to get, we're going to unpack this a little bit today. But first, um, and this is my view that I had when I first started tithing years ago. Tithing is a commandment, and then I later experienced it being a blessing. Right. So altogether, both a commandment and a blessing. So tithing is not really, in the Old Testament especially, it's not just a suggestion. It was required. That's People right. were expected to give uh, a tithe to to the church and so forth. And it, so it's presented in those early um, chapters of the Bible. This one in Malachi it was presented as a commandment. Yeah, Malachi chapter 3, um, it, it talks about tithing and then promising to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that cannot be contained. So that's the second half we're talking about. Right. And, and so back then it was a commandment. We, we, were, we were giving and tithing because we were trying to be obedient, Right. Right. And there's some verses in Malachi, Malachi 3, 8 through 10, uh, which talks about this a little bit, and bringing all the tithes into the storehouse so there'll be enough food in the temple. And, uh, and as a result, I, the Lord says, I will open the, the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Right. So this is a reciprocal act, according to Malachi. Right. But so tithing is really kind of an act of obedience, but it's also an act of worship, right? Which is is my third point, and I jumped ahead of myself because I'm, I'm <laughs> we'll get there. I really I'm excited about giving because it is an act of worship. But the mm-hmm. second point is that tithing support does support the work of the church, right? It's important to create income for the day to day operations of a church. I. Uh, my wife works at a church, so I understand a little bit of that side of things. She's not the finance manager by any means, but I get to see it. And you know, and you remember in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul he emphasized the importance of supporting those that minister spiritually, right? right. He does a, a lot of the a lot of the early church they had dual, you know, they were bivocational mm-hmm. in a way, but they still needed help to be able to do that ministry full time. 
Uh, Paul said in the First Corinthians, uh, he stated that those who preach the gospel should live by the gospel, and giving or tithing, whatever you want to call it, becomes a tangible way for believers to continue the growth and sustainability of their faith communities. Exactly. That that applies if you are a part of a small church, maybe even a home church, all the way up to the, the multi-thousand churches. They both need that to sustain and survive. That's right. Uh, that was in 1 Corinthians 9, I believe, is what it was. Yes. Uh, Jesse. Now, the third point is tithing is an act of worship. I love this one. Mm-hmm. Some people see it as just a financial transaction, and you know, there's so many different ways to give nowadays. We can just deduct it from our bank account once a month. We can give using our phones, Venmo. Of course, some people still do the cash and check thing, but um, it's more than a financial transaction. I, I used to like to, to sit down together with my wife to write a check to church and tithe that way, because we prayed over it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, was a, it was a gift. We were just giving back what God had already blessed us with. And and Jesse, you've heard my story before. How when I made the decision as a young adult to to tithe on a on a on a regular basis, it was purely out of obedience. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when we didn't have a lot of money to be able to give anything really much of anything at all, but that gradually or actually quickly really uh, evolved into for me for as an act of worship because I can see the impact that it's making. Sometimes I can know that that this is going for kingdom causes and to support the local church. And for me, that's demonstrating for those that give is a, have a generous heart, right? Right. And by saying that, you've kind of debunked the idea of I'll give when I have more money to give. A lot of, a people, lot of people feel yeah, that way. A lot of people feel that way. Well, I've got some, if I've got something left over at the bottom of the budget <clears throat> expenses, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the month, I'll give some. And we believe that you really should retool that spending plan or that budget, that giving and saving are at the very top of the list. Those are the, those are the first things you do, it, and giving is number one. Right. And speaking to my younger generation, my peers, uh, it's important to start now because it gets you in the mindset, and really it just helps you express gratitude that God's provision and it is going to come and acknowledges the sovereignty in the future that that's going to happen. So the the thing that I think a lot of people mistake when they say I'll give when I have more money, it's a it's an attitude of the heart, right? right? How do you expect to give when you have a lot if you haven't practiced with a little? That's right. And so that scripture talks about that, and it's important for us to give. We know the story of the widow's might and her giving everything that she had. For her, it was an act of worship and it was a sacrificial gift mm-hmm. for that. So, sorry, folks, you can't. You can't um, use that excuse to uh, not give when you have a little. You can always give something, right? And uh, I just want to stress that because habits don't change. They are hard to break, and if you're waiting for when you do have money, you probably won't give at all. A lot of people think, oh, I'll get serious now. I'll start investing and saving aggressively when I'm young. I don't have a bunch. I don't have a bunch that I can give later. But if you've worked so hard to amass all that wealth, and in 20, 30 years, it's going to be really hard to give it away. It's the the difference between having an open hand or a closed fist, Right. right? If I'm hanging on to everything right now, I mean, I'm sitting here doing this in the studio, and I it's hard for me to actually move my hand. Maybe I should mm-hmm. go see a doctor, but to open open <laughs> the hand and be generous. 
And we meet with so many wonderful people who have been believers their entire life. They have the most incredible hearts, and they do give. But when we encourage them to give more, they have that closed fist sometimes. And, you know, we're not saying to give all your money away and you can't eat, but it, sometimes it's hard for people. And, and that's a great, wonderful thing about financial planning with our clients is we're able to show them, yes, you can give more. Or if we can't give more now, but you've, you know, you want to plan for, for later mm-hmm. from your estate, perfect. The, the point is, is that those clients have a generous heart. They want to support kingdom causes, and they're willing to listen uh, when we're able to show them that there's another way to do it. Right. And I think that regular tithing, what we're trying to say is how you get there, how you train your heart. Right. And the fourth thing is about tithing or giving as a, as a tool for equality and justice. Now, this may seem kind of, oh, where'd that come from, yeah. Mark? <laughs> is this the, the Spend Life Woke show? No, it's not. It's not. Tithing and giving serves as a mechanism for being able to create equality for those that are less fortunate. That's right. And hopefully your body of believers is doing something about this and helping, as the Bible teaches, I know in James and other places, that we take care of those that are less fortunate, the widows and the orphans of the world. And yeah, that was mentioned in the Old Testament, in Deuteronomy, I think it was, yeah, Deuteronomy 14, um, that a portion of that tithe was designated for supports of widows, orphans, and foreigners. And this is this shows just a biblical emphasis on caring for the marginalized, ensuring that everyone has enough. That's right. So, folks, today, you know, we've been talking about some of the biblical principles of tithing or giving, um, that it goes beyond the act of giving and the percentage of your income. That's what everybody thinks of when they say tithing. Oh, just 10% top line, that's it. It's so much more than that. But, you know, if you're able, you should be giving much more than 10%. Mm-hmm. And I, I know some of the happiest people I know give far more away than 10%. Uh, but it's more about embracing a lifestyle of generosity. Exactly. And acknowledging God's role in who is providing for us. I think that's important to remember. God is the ultimate provider. And giving becomes a transformative practice that not only supports the work of the church, but it also shapes our hearts. Right. So I think in a future episode, we'll talk more about what this means actually for those in retirement, because things change in retirement. You don't have that paycheck every two weeks or so, and uh, your income's different. We'll talk about that in a later episode, but today we just wanted to introduce the idea of, of tithing and kind of give a little bit of feedback on what the Bible says. All right, folks, we'll look forward to that episode. Uh, But for now, you've been listening to the Spend Life Well Show. Have a blessed week.